The Jimmy IV Sexy Cool Lounge is an inspirational podcast spreading positive energy and only good vibes into the universe through personal discovery, empowerment, and self-love awareness. Now, please join me in the Sexy Cool Lounge with our creator and host, Jimmy IV. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you might be listening to this episode. And may your vibe be cruising at an altitude that is so sexy cool. So as always, y'all, at the beginning of every episode, if you're new to the Sexy Cool Lounge flavor, I do recommend that you go back to our catalog and check out any episode between one and episode 54, with this being episode number 55. We've had some amazing guests come through the studio, some empowering and uplifting topics that we've discussed. So I'm sure that there's something in our catalog that's going to fuel your soul. All right. You can check us out on any of your podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Amazon, Audible Books, you name it, we're there. Give us a check out, right? Follow us. If you're on social media, Instagram, give us a follow there at Sexy Cool Lounge. Give us a follow and we'll give you a follow back. All right. So Today is a really, 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 really cool day, y'all. I have an amazing guest that I've able I've been able to get into the studio, and uh, she's been gracious to give us some of her time. And uh, I want to just like expose her to you guys because I feel like what she's doing in this universe and the positive energy that she is bringing to the table is uh, something that we all need to kind of marinate on if you know what I'm saying, right? So my guest today is a motivational speaker. She's an advocate for domestic violence and mental health, all right? She has a master's degree in criminal justice. She's a proud mother of three children, and she's also a 10-year survivor of domestic violence, y'all. Her mission as she goes along in this universe is to advocate for women and men who are victims of domestic domestic violence, all right? So I want you guys to give a warm listening ear and a nice welcome into the Sexy Cool Lounge for the very first time, Miss Shermonica Slaughter. Hello, how are you? I'm doing good, how you doing today? I'm doing great, I'm so glad you said my name right. No one ever said it right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we try to do things on a whole different level over here at the Sexy Cool Lounge, but uh, how are you today? I am doing great. It's storming here in Mobile, Alabama. The United States is pouring down here, but no lightning, so thank God for that. It's just the rain, and I love the rain. I got it. I got it. You know, they, what, what's that old, uh, old saying about uh, uh, something about showers and flowers? Um, I think it's May, I mean, April showers bring May flowers right. or something like that. Well, we got, we got, I, May, we got May showers right now. So I guess. Yeah, something, but I know the summer coming, so it's going to be hot. But I feel like it's bringing in heat. Oh, uh, well, it's, it's like 90 something degrees. Uh, where I am over here in York, PA, USA. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm definitely trying to stay indoors with the AC on today. Amen. Mm-hmm. So as uh, as we always do, first I... out the gate, um, the question on the table is, Miss Shermonica, yes. what does sexy cool mean to you? Ooh, what does sexy cool mean to me? 
I think it just means being grown, being in, in charge of who you are, knowing what you want, knowing what you don't want, and just living your life to the fullest. Oh, wow. Well, there it is, straight and to the point, short and sweet. The uh, beautiful thing about that question is there is no right or wrong answer. And it is all up to the person, right? Uh, I can ask that question a million times around the world and I will never get the same answer twice. And so this is why I do ask it. Um, so thank you so much for giving us your perspective on that question. And no problem. Thank you very much, yeah. So the reason why I wanted to have you on today was I definitely wanted to get into the domestic violence and mental health piece. I think okay. that's not just an area for women. Um, and I don't think it's just an area like geographically one part versus the next. So I think it's something that we need to um, address uh, be truly educated on. And I felt like this was the right time to bring you on and uh, share your journey and your experience in that field and enlighten us on some of the things um, surrounding it, not only just from um, the abuse standpoint, but also from the supportive standpoint. You know, how can we support? What are some of the trigger signs that maybe we need to look out for if someone that we know, a loved one, a friend, is maybe going through something and they're not truly outright saying it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Um, the first major sign that you truly need to look for is isolation. When you're with that person and they're trying to get you to stop being friends with all your friends, your family. So that's what happened with me. He completely isolated me from everyone in my life. I mean, just, you know, they're no good for you. Oh, your family doesn't like me, this and that. And he had my mind so gone, so I just began to back away from them to keep him happy. So isolation is the, is the first clear sign to me. I can't speak for everyone else, but I just only speak about what I went through. And I've just seen it with different women I've spoke with and, and you know, talking to. It's always, well, he didn't like this person. He didn't like that person because they want to keep you to themselves. So once they do what they have to do, you don't have anyone else to turn to. They didn't moved on. You're all over here alone dealing with it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the whole isolation piece, um, you know, and that is, I, I, I don't want to stereotype that um, okay. because I think we talk more about domestic violence as it relates to women, uh, but there is a section of men mm -hmm. that have domestic violence experiences exactly. um, as well. And I think sometimes when we look at the gender roles, we, I, I guess the way I wanna say it is sometimes we tend to dismiss the, yeah experiences mm -hmm. of a man. a man as it relates to some form of domestic violence or mental health abuse as just much we um, highlight and we emphasize and we take of great importance the experiences that are going on with 
women as it relates to domestic violence and mental health. So can you kind of just help us understand that they are both equally um, valued experiences, regardless of whether you are male or female? Absolutely. And that's why I I wanted to break that that kind of gender stereotype because it it is a lot of men out there that that have been abused, that are being abused, but they're ashamed to come forth. Or they'll look and say, Well, you a man and she's a woman. How could you let her? But you have some men that was raised not to hit a woman. And then they take that. And I, I and that's why I put in my in my bio, I want to work with men as well as women. Because I want to put it out there like you don't have to be afraid. As we can see now in the news with Johnny Depp and, and that lady Amber Hurt, a lot of people was against him in the beginning. They believed her. And now it's coming out that he had never did anything to her. He's a victim of domestic violence. And she used to put her hands on him. So I just wish more men would come forward because they are out there. And they hide behind it. Oh, well, I'm just done with her. We're not together anymore. But a man can be a victim of domestic violence. Wait on and I wish more of them would come out and speak, even though it's highlighted in, in you know, in, me, in the media and everything, it's more women, because women tend to come forward than men. I just really wish more men would, because I, I'm open to work with men as well. Unfortunately, I haven't, but I am open to work with a man as well, if, they, if they're willing to come forward. I think some of that has to do with just upbringing and culture uh, awareness as we've grown up even just like, you know, our age, it was never really talked about for a man to be possibly uh, abused, whether it's physically or mentally. And, you know, as I've gotten a little bit more in tune with the awareness of abuse, uh, more of the emotional side of it, that there are things that happen to men every single day in relationships sometimes, okay? Not all relationships, but there are things that some women do that would be classified as emotional abuse. Um, and Mental. And, and we've never really recognized it as that. We've just recognized it as, you know, you just deal with it or it's not the same. Well, it kind of sort of is the same. You know, if someone is cheating on you or if someone is mentally putting you in a mind state that, you know, you're uncomfortable with, then what's the difference if it's happening to a woman in that respects, as just as much as it, if it's a guy, it's still abuse is still abuse mentally. And, you know, the physical part speaks for itself. But I just think that there's a lot of guys who go through the mental portion of it. Um, and if there is an opportunity where we can recognize that both of these scenarios are equal in being valued, uh, I think we can really do some type of justice and change. What are your thoughts on that? I do. Oh, I totally believe, you know, you have a lot of men that have to deal with the women destroying their property, their shoes, their clothes, their cars, all kinds of, that's abuse in itself right there. And why do you think that there are some people who don't really recognize the uh, abuse from the gender roles from a female standpoint? Because they, they, we've been taught that the woman is the weaker vessel, that men are so strong and, oh, and, it, and it's complete. I mean, in a sense, it does say that in the Bible that we are the weaker vessel, but a woman can get inside a man's mind 
And if a person has your mind, whether you're a man or a woman, they got you. Pretty much, they have you. Well, there you go, guys. You have heard it from the lady herself. It, at the end of the day, what this is about is getting in someone's head, okay, from the mental abuse standpoint. And that can happen from a woman getting into a man's head and wreaking havoc just as much as it is from a guy standpoint, getting into a woman's head and wreaking havoc. That is part of the outline of mental abuse. Would you agree with that? I do. I totally agree with it. Okay. So I want to uh, deep dive real quick on. Okay, let's something. get into it. Um, you have a motto that says, love yourself enough so that when love shows up, it won't be a stranger. Talk to me about that. Okay. Well, first off, let me give credit. I heard that on the Breakfast Club from Jennifer Lewis, the Jennifer Lewis. I heard her say, and she put it in her book. It wasn't like her quote, you know, that she came out and trademarked, but she said that's what she had to tell herself over the years because she didn't love herself. Okay. And I was like, oh, I resonated with it so much because as someone growing up who went through abuse and, you know, from childhood sexual abuse to domestic violence, you know, physical abuse, mentally, emotionally, I never loved myself. And so whenever I thought love would come, it wasn't, it was, I, I couldn't receive it. I couldn't accept it because I didn't love myself. So how can you love me if I don't even love myself? You know, and so when I saw that, I was like, I love that. So I put it in my show. I said in the beginning, I said in the end, I have it around my house because I look at that because I learned to love myself completely so that when the right person do come along, it won't feel foreign when he's trying to love me and be there for me and support me and, you know, um, take care of me. I won't be like, no, 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 because I don't love myself because I do. So it, it's not a stranger to me anymore. I'm single at the moment, but I know that when that time comes, it won't be a stranger to me because I love myself enough to know. Well, sometimes part of being single is the finding yes. of yourself, finding what you like, finding what you don't like, and having the ability to be flexible enough to make those changes and pivot as you need to without impacting, whether physically or emotionally, another person until you are correct within yourself, right? Exactly. I love to say, I love my single period that I am right now in my life. I do love it. Because I always had a victim mentality. I always had the mentality like, oh, Lord, send me a man that will understand my pain. And then as I began to grow and heal, it was like, no, Lord, don't send me a man that will understand my pain. Send me someone that's on the same level as me so I won't be in these ashes. We won't be in this trauma together. We're healed and we're growing on our own. And so I'm, I'm enjoying this period right now in my life, spending more time with my kids, spending more time with myself you know, working on everything that God has me to do. And I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for the doors that he's opening in my life. Why do you think that there are people, men and women? Okay. okay. So, so we're going to keep this 100 and we're not going to okay. make it about women or, or that nature. But why do you think that there is um, a portion of people who hate, who uh. are in denial who for any means necessary make the choice because that is a choice they make mm -hmm. the choice 
to not be single and find themselves or really um, uh, give the opportunity of being single to just like hone in on their- Who they are. Own, Yes, yes, yeah, that's maybe that's where I'm really trying to go. Okay. To. Why, why do you think that there's so much resistance with that male male and female? Okay, let's just okay. keep it on that level. Okay, well, from my journey, I've learned that being single is a season and being married is a season. And as long as you're looking at the wrong things in each season, like let's say, for example, with the, with the single season, you see everyone on social media getting engaged, they're getting married, they're this and that and if you're looking at that and focus on lord where's my man where's my woman when they're coming that's not the time for you to be looking for that because when you focus on what god wants you to do and who he wants you to be and, and you know the things you like and you don't like when you go out there into the world if that person that's meant for you they're going to nine times out of ten be doing the same thing you'll meet each other but i decided not to date I had because I had started dating and I and it was just my mindset. I get attached to a person very quick, which I had to work on doing therapy. And I was focusing on the wrong thing. I was every day, oh, I want a man. Oh, I don't want this. Oh, I want that. I wasn't growing. I wasn't learning anything about me. I just knew I wanted to be in a relationship. And so when I stepped back and allowed myself to say, okay, so I take myself out on dates. There's nothing wrong with that. And go enjoy yourself because I've learned now that. When I do choose someone, it's not out of loneliness. It's not because I want someone. It's because I'm in a place where I'm ready to receive that. But I had to stop looking for the person. And I had to start looking at me and looking at God and, and, and just walking in my purpose. Because you want a man, but you don't even know what your purpose is. Or you want a woman, but you don't even know what you created here to be. What God put you here to do. And I'm not saying because I know everyone is not saved and everything. But I'm just speaking in, in general. If you are walking down that path. Find out what you're meant to do first. And I'm telling you, the right people, the right person, they will come along. But it's all about what you're focusing on when you're in that season. Because you got married people that's still single. You got married people that's unhappy and everything. It's all just a season. Yeah. And, and to kind of piggyback on that, you have people that want to be in relationships so much, I think, for the- They're selling for anything for the image of being in a relationship rather than addressing uh, their weaknesses, flaws, or wh whatever it is that you want to call it. So they, they bring that into a relationship knowing that there are things that they need to work on that are not conducive for a healthy relationship until mm -hmm. they work on those things. But because they don't want to be single, they sacrifice working on those things and then get into a relationship. And mother then, that person. And then wonder why the relationship doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. uh, talk to me a little bit about uh, another phrase that you have, which is, okay. uh, don't be afraid to leave, be afraid to stay. Okay, that relates with my, my nonprofit and my domestic violence advocacy. Okay. You know, a lot of women, and unfortunately, a lot of women who do leave tend to end up losing their life, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, I'm, and I'm giving, you know, respect and honor to that. But I always, when I saw that, when I thought of that and came across it, a lot of people are afraid to leave. So they rather just stay and deal with it. And unfortunately, in my case, he moved on very quick to another woman. 
So I didn't have to deal with the stalking or him trying to, you know, hurt me or kill me or anything because he had set his eyes on someone else. So I was able to go on and heal. And I know a lot of women and, and men don't unfortunately have that and everything. So I would just, you know, I, I tell people, don't be afraid to leave. If you got the opportunity to get out of there, go. Because I was making my exit plan when I was getting ready to go and I was just going to leave with me and my two kids with nothing because he, he, he wouldn't leave. And so I, I kept staying and kept putting four years. I dealt with the abuse, you know, daily abuse from him and everything. And so now when I look back and I just thank God that I'm still here and everything, I quickly tell these women, if you got that opportunity to go, go. Don't waste. Don't wait. Don't think about it because you can't get your life back. Once it's gone, it'll, it'll never come back again. And I, I had to learn that. And why do you think that there are people who are afraid to leave? It, it, it's a lot of reasons. Me, I was the breadwinner in the relationship. He didn't have a job. So he couldn't live without me because I was the one working, paying the bills. Opposite, it could be the opposite. That man could be the breadwinner. They don't have anywhere to go. They've already isolated you. You, you don't have any friends. You don't have any family. Where, where will you go? So, I mean, it's a lot of factors that play into it. Good deal. Um, talk to me about feeling unbalanced. Oh. Um, I, I, I saw that in one of your posts, and I really just thought that that was something that um, I resonated with. And okay. I wanted you to have an opportunity to really... Um, enlighten us on your perspective on feeling unbalanced. I think a lot of us do it daily. Some of us do it in such a natural state that we don't even know that we're feeling unbalanced because we are there so often that it's just like everyday life. But talk to me about that, please. Okay. Well, when this year came in, you know, you, you have all your New Year's resolutions and everything. Well, I didn't do that this year. I was like, I'm not doing any New Year's resolutions. I'm, I'm, I'm just done with that. February came in and I was in a car accident. Um, this man hit me, you know, messed my car up and everything. And it just, it shook me out of the balance that I was up in. Because, you know, me, I have I have a pretty kind of structured life. I'm a Virgo. And so I, I, I kind of just, you know, I'm very structured and organized and everything. I have just a, a schedule, if you can understand what I'm saying. And after that accident and not having any, you know, not having a car, having to worry about how I'm going to get my kids to school, you know, bills and everything, it just completely, it shook me out of my, my normal routine that I had. And I was finding myself getting into a depressive state because I, I am a, you know, I, I was suicidal in my younger days and everything. I tried to commit suicide three times, three different times because I just didn't want to be here anymore. And so I've always kind of teetered on that balance, unbalanced. I work hard to be balanced. And it, for like the whole month of February and March, I was just overwhelmed every day, exhausted every day, and just unbalanced. And I said, you know what, something has to give. And so I just began to start writing down how I was feeling this and this and that and that. And I just put it into the show. And I said, maybe it's going to help someone resonate that it's okay to feel that way. And just, you know, take it one day at a time. So one day I would go walking or one day, you know, I would just sit and watch a movie. I, I didn't have to feel like I had to be doing something every day to be productive. I can rest. 
I cannot go wash the dishes today, even though I love the cleaning. I can sit down and watch a movie. I can I can spend some time with my children and slowly the balance begin to and prayer. I I am a prayer person. I'm up at five o'clock every morning. I have a, a I pray and God's the first person I talk to in the morning and the last person I talk to at night. And just him helping me, I was able to get my balance back over I was feeling like I was aligned again. That's awesome. I, I really wanted to 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 have you share that because I think that there are a lot of us and, and sometimes including myself, uh, we get out of balance and sometimes we don't know that we're out of balance until something forces us to shift our realignment. And then we realize that we were out of alignment. Yes. If that makes any sense, right? It makes perfect sense because right. I didn't realize I thought I was so structured with everything. And then one thing, it just completely knocked me off the chart. Um, and, 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 just as we kind of segue from the, the feeling unbalanced to kind of shifting your mindset, um, there is a, a power statement that you have that, again, I think is something that uh, needs to be resonated around okay. the world. And you have a power statement that says the power of I am. Yes. Talk to me about that power statement and how it resonates with you and how we as Sexy Cool Lounge universe can apply the power of I am into our lives and our mindset. Okay, well, I got that from Joel Osteen. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't too much care for Joel Osteen and everything, and I had never really listened to him. And just one day after praying, um, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, I, I just turn the TV on, and he was on. You know, he's always on some channel, but you know, now you can catch him on YouTube. And he has this sermon that's called The Power of I Am. He has a book about it. And he was on Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul uh, Life Class. And he basically talks about because I am is in the Bible. That's what um, God said to Moses when he said, Tell them who I am. He said, I am who I am. And, any, and so Joe Osteen put it like anything that that's behind I am, your life will follow. So if you're saying, I am so tired, I am so broke, I am so this, I'm so that, that's going to follow you and find you. But if you change it up, you know, I am blessed. I, you know, I am rich. I am worthy of God. I'm this. And that's, and so um, I resonated with that. I even had my children listening to it because I wanted to teach them how to change their language. And so I just began to write down, I have affirmations I say every day. I say every morning when I'm at the bus stop waiting with my daughter. And it's just, you know, I am. I am, I am. And I've seen the effects of what it did, have done to my mental state because growing up with someone that was abused a lot, you don't feel like you're worthy of anything. You don't feel like you deserve anything. And so I had to, you know, renew my mind. with like, I am worthy of this. I do deserve this. I do deserve that. And so now whenever I need me to pick me up, I'll go back and listen to it because it's very powerful. It, it truly is because I now, and I, I have to teach my children, be careful what you say. Be careful of the words because words can, you can create things with your words, good or bad. So be careful what you speak. And so that's why I'm very big on that. And when I wrote that show, I was so excited because I was able to share my affirmations that I say every day. And I just also threw some other ones in there. And I was like, hey, feel free to take what you want and everything, anything that's going to help you improve your mental state and, and your mindset and what you put out there in the atmosphere. Because what you put out, it comes back. 
I don't care what anyone says. It comes back, good or bad. It's coming back to you. No, I, I'm a firm believer of that what you say and what you do, you know, it, there's always an action to, mm -hmm. there's always a reaction to every action. And, and I think that we're so conscious of the things that we say about other people, whether it's positive or negative, but we don't think twice about what we say about ourselves. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and this kind of then circles back to the mental health about ourselves. We're so, we're so quick to give someone a compliment. Oh, you look nice today. Oh, you smell nice. Or, oh, I'm happy for you going here or, or whatever it may be. But man, we are so quick to look in the mirror and just like down ourselves. Yeah. You know, I don't look nice in this or, or, or I'm too heavy or I'm not, you know, I'm too thin or what, whatever it might be. We're so quick to do that to ourselves, but you know, it, and what you're saying in the power of I am and how powerful that is and what follows behind that is so true. Like if you think negatively about yourself, then negative things are going to come your way. If you start yeah. to just change the mindset of and think more positive about yourself, then positive things are going to come your way. I do believe that the universe and God are a reflection of our emotions. And if you feel bad about yourself, then you're going to get negative energy brought your way because that's what the mirror images of your reflection, right? Man. Right. Good deal. So you also have, um, I don't know if it's a saying, but, but I liked it and I wanted you to talk about it. And that is fixing what's inside first. Oh, that's right? a good one. And, and I thought that coming out of the powerful, I am, if we understand that we have to fix things first within ourselves, we cannot let someone else fix it for us. And we cannot just be in denial that they need not fixing. So share your thoughts on that, please. Oh, that's, I can speak with that on days. I'm growing up, I, I, I internalized everything. So on the outside, I'm smiling, I'm this, I'm that, but on the inside, I was just like dead and unhappy and all that. And when I got in those relationships, it was the same thing. I didn't want to fix what was on the inside. I buried, I buried the abuse, I buried the pain, I buried all that, but I just had a nice smile on my face and just basically like just a functional depressive person. And when I got into therapy, the first thing she said to me was, you can't come here with a mask on because I tried, I thought, okay, I'm just going to go in here and tell you my problems. You tell me what to do, and that's it. And she was like, no, ma'am, if you're going to come here, we're going to work on the inside out. And I was like, I don't want to work on the inside. And so basically, she gave me this analogy. She said, right now, everything you're buried is like little graves. And all they're doing is they're, they're attached to you, and they're going everywhere with you. Your grave's going with you to the store. They're going with you to school. Just, you got all these, these this dead stuff that's attached to you. You got to dig it up and deal with it. And I was like, um, and it was so hard because I had a victim mindset. I, I felt like, well, my mother was in my life. My father was in my life. I had this. I had a right to be a victim. But a lot of people don't realize when you get healed, it's responsibility on the other side of healing because you can't go back to that mindset. You don't have that to depend on anymore. Now you're healed. What are you going to do now? And I didn't want to get healed. And so, but I stuck with it. I've been in therapy now for like five years. Not the same therapist, but just dealing with all that, I began to work from the inside out. 
And I've seen a miraculous change in my life and in my mindset. And it's so true. So it's no, so the smile you see now and everything, I'm smiling on the inside as well because I did my work. It's not, it, it, it's, it's not fake. Because you have a lot of people that's, that's trying to, they want this to be beautiful, but they're dead on the inside. Or they're struggling on the inside. Yeah, struggling and this and that. And I, I, everything I'm learning, I teach to my children. You know, let's talk about it. Let's, you know, let's don't, don't bear it. Let's deal with it. Let's get it on out and everything because I want you to be someone out here in this world. You know, a, a, a functioning person. A person is not dead on the inside, but you smile and happy. Just like, just like I call the walking dead. Okay. Uh, I, I do agree with the uh, accountability portion. There are a lot of people that don't want to, as you say, be healed because when you go through that healing process, one, you have to identify and recognize the fact that there's something wrong with you, right? Yes. And then once you come to that acceptance that there is something wrong and some of your behavior has been tied to some things that are or that need to be fixed, then there is the accountability of your actions, but also now that you are healing, the accountability of not letting those things happen again. Oh my God, Jimmy, you just hit the nail on the head with that. Because in my last relationship, I had to take full accountability for it because I knew who he was, I saw who he was, and I still chose to be with him, have a child with him, and everything and when it, when the relationship ended i wanted to blame him it's you it's you it's you and my therapist helped me to see oh no you're gonna have to take responsibility for your part up in this as well but i didn't want to i want to put everything on him because it, it was better it was it, it was better but when i look back and said wow i saw this i saw the other women i saw this i saw that and i still stayed it was like something lifted up off of me because now i was able to see it wasn't just all him because he showed me who he was but I was just, you know, still such a broken woman. I, I wanted to be with him and figure like I could change him. You know, the old saying, oh, I can change him. But no, no, you cannot. So, well, and, 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 and to your point with that, there are some guys who think they can go into a chaotic drama, toxic mm-hmm. environment and, and love her and love her and hope that she will love you the same way you are loving her. Right. It won't. <laughs> it, it goes both ways, but we talk so much more about the women going through a scenario with the guys than we do so much uh recognize that there are guys who will who knowingly go into a toxic um scenario all for the quote unquote love of the person that they so dearly want to be with, right? I would say a lot of those men have mother issues. They it, it's it's some kind of breakdown between them and their mother. And they feel like, you know, they couldn't fix that with their mother. Maybe they can fix it with this woman. And this is the same like with women, too. I had major um, father issues. I had mother issues as well. And so I look for love in men. I look for that father's love in a man. Well, my father didn't love me. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. So, you know, it, it, it goes both ways. So when we talk about the accountability portion of it, you know, you, you go, you know, we, we're in therapy. And we're recognizing some things that we need to work on. And then we get to the point of the accountability, you know? Um, I don't want to equate this with anything else in life because I don't think it would be fair, but there does have to come that reckoning 
point where we look in the mirror and say, some things that happen, you have to take accountability for. And if yeah. you choose not to take accountability for some of your behavior, whether it was intended or not, it is still your behavior. But if you don't take accountability for it, then how are you truly healing? Is that is that a fair statement? Or oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. That's All right. Well, good deal. Well, um, listen, so you have the podcast, right? Yeah. And the podcast is My Journey Within. Mm -hmm. And you are now how many seasons into your podcast? Well, I'm taking the summer off. Okay. And when I come back, I'll finish to be in season five. Season five. Mm -hmm. right. So I, I tend to want to do between like 15 episodes each season. And you know, I just take me a mental break. Okay. And everything. And so, yeah, but I, I have one more episode I'm doing. Um, next week will be my last episode and then this summer is me and my kids I call it the summer of growth because we're um we're doing things this whole entire summer so I'll be back in August so you have the podcast and you are doing the advocate work for mm -hmm. domestic violence and mental health yes. but you also have the nonprofit, right yes, and um with the nonprofit, um there is I believe something called my life matters. So I spoke up, right? Mm -hmm. Share, share with me and my, my listening audience, the energy behind that. I, I think that is such um, a powerful energy statement and I want to hear it from you. And I want to hear where that comes from as it relates to the nonprofit. Okay. So when it comes to domestic violence, a, a lot of people won't speak. They won't speak about it. They're ashamed. I was ashamed. It took me years to come forth because I felt like, okay, it happened. I dealt with it. I just want to move on with my life. And I tend to get that with a lot of women I, that I have spoken with and, you know, tried to help. They're ashamed with it. And so with me, I don't ever push anyone. When you're ready to get help from me, I'm here. If not, I'm here to talk because I didn't have anyone to talk to when I was going through my situation. So I realized that, you know, and I tell them all the time, your life matter, speak up. You know, when that right time come, if it's meant for you to share your story, share. If not, you know, everyone's story is not meant to be shared. But I've learned that whatever you go through in life is so you can reach back and help somebody else. So I always tell them, your life matter. Speak up about it. You're still here. You know, you, you didn't lose your life. I've known plenty of women who lost theirs. You're still here for a reason. Share your story. Share your testimony. Share your journey. And everything. I almost died. He almost killed me. That you know. But by the grace of God, I'm still here, and I'm going to share my story. That's awesome, and that's why I wanted you on the program because it's just a positive energy that you're putting out to, into this universe. Through Thank your you so platform. much. You're welcome. And 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 through your platform, uh, you're doing some amazing things around the world, and just like touching people in a way that they need to be touched. And I'm talking both genders. I mean, you know, we, we, we 80 to 90% focus in on women Amen. and, and, and we should, and I am not like in any way um, minimizing that, but there is also a portion of men who experience on some level uh, situations that are not fair and unjust to them. They didn't ask to be put in those situations, but they are. And because they don't have an outlet or they weren't um, 
grown up with the, the skill set, if you will, to deal with those type of issues when they come across the table, um, they don't know what to do. So they're internally, they're in a struggle and you've given them an outlet by reaching out and saying, hey, I'm here for not only women, but also men as well. And I just think that that's a beautiful thing. And I wanted to have an opportunity to bring you on and highlight that and just expose my listening audience around the world to the flavor of what you got going on with my journey within. So uh, tell everybody where we can find you. Where, where, where are you on a, on social media or website or how can we stay in touch with you? And if anybody has any questions, how can they reach out to you? Okay. Well, first, let me tell you, thank you. Thank you for having me on. And I just love that vibe from yesterday when we had our, our little meet and greet conversation to like now. So just thank you so much for giving me this platform and this opportunity. You're welcome. Um, my podcast is on, My Journey Within is on every major streaming screaming platforms that you want to find. I'm out there. And for my nonprofit, it's called Help Me Help You. Now, I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram and My Journey Within podcast. I'm on um, Twitter, the same thing. And I'm on TikTok as well. I've been putting some of my videos on there, just trying to get, you know, some more listeners and everything. My nonprofit right now, I am working on the website. I'm trying to learn how to be tech savvy. <laughs> but right now, you can just pretty much, you can email me at monaannslarter at yahoo.com or even at my, my podcast website, which is my journey within podcast at yahoo.com. They're both, you know, on my laptop, on my phone. You know, I can be reached day or night. You can inbox me on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. It's always open. I'm always here to help. You know, it, it's never, I will never turn you away. Even if you're not ready to receive any type of help, I'm just here to listen. You know, I'm just here. I know how to take all that and I know how to dump it out and not carry. So that's where you can find me at. All right. Good deal. And uh, if you uh, were having a little bit of a challenge to uh, absorb all of that information as to where she can be found, y'all, it will be in the show notes of the episode. So you can uh, make sure that you have her podcasts, her emails, her social media links, or TikTok and everything like that, or Instagram, all of that'll be in the show notes. So you can definitely reach out to her. And I advise that you do, if you have questions, if you're going through something, y'all, let's not play around with this. This is no joke. And I am talking to the ladies just as much as I'm talking to the fellas. She is here for a reason. You have now been exposed to her. She is opening up her arms and her energy and her vibe to you. I suggest you take advantage of it, all right? You don't need to talk to me about what's going on. You have a direct line to her now. So email her, reach out to her, follow her on social media, all right? Let's make it happen, y'all. Let's blow her up because she is putting out some positive energy into this world. And that is what this world needs more, positive energy, Damn. all right? And as I always say to you guys, all right? As I always say, love yourself. Love yourself enough to radiate your vibe, y'all. And let's never forget that even though we do not have as much as others, we still have more than others. So let's continue to put good vibes into this universe so we can always get good vibes back. I'm Jimmy IV. I love you. And I will see you guys on the next episode.